Hello everybody, Mariner here and how are you? Welcome to Net That Hall for Game Week 37. Double Game Week 37. We may as well just leave that D in, in front of GW this, this year, Gabe, hadn't we? How are you doing, my friend? Uh, I'm doing well. D is the grade that I would give my FPL season this 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 year, so um, so we'll leave that D just in perpetuity. I, I, that's a good way. Look, I, I don't know. I'd give you a D. I mean, you're at 120,000, was it? Did you say? Uh, 104,000 at the moment. 104. Minute. Sorry. 104. Sorry, I've just done you a dis another disservice. Sorry about that. <laughs> we, we, we are. You're already still smarting from the uh, from the. From the from the jibe at you last week about your roomy pick, so uh... I was I was as shocked as everybody when when that pick came through. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Let's, let's see, we'll see this week if we can uh, if if it means it's a turnaround and we're ending the season on a high, or if we <laughs> ended in the depths that we've been in the past few ah. weeks. Well, look, there's only two weeks to go. Thank God. Uh, I mean, I have to say, I, I just on a personal level, this last. 12 to 15 weeks. I mean, I've had a lot going on in my life, as you know. But yeah. this last few weeks has been torture for mm. FPL. It's been so hard. Uh, and, you know, I feel quite detached from it in many senses. But the last few weeks, as I started to get engaged again, then it starts to really get to you sometimes. I've just got up and just seen what's happened overnight with Salah. Mm. Uh, and, yes, thank God he's 180% EO. But it still would have been a 20% boost. Or I'd have got 20% of his point. I got 20% of one point overnight. <laughs> Every little bit counts, especially at your rank, Mariner. <laughs> I think the only slight benefit I had was um, the fact that Robertson didn't play, but then Trent only got two points. Of course, last week when Robertson played and Trent didn't, there was a six-point difference. Hmm. <sighs> Anyway, not to worry. Uh, right. It's good to have you back, by the way. Did you have a nice break? It was very nice. Very needed. Very nice. And I'm very happy to be back as well. This is, um, it's been a long time coming, my friend. We have not done this in a little while. Let's see if we can get yeah. our sea legs here. It, it certainly has, hasn't it? So anyway, should we, should we dive into it? And I'll let, Do you want to have a, a, a crack at the, the mini league and let people know what's going on with that? And then we'll yeah. dive into the the main content for the week so there we go there's the mini league on the screen well there's the mini league and um we're gonna go the top 10 and we'll go we'll go from 10 to 1 this time just to, to mix it up mariner um yeah. because I, I wanted to start with nima nima sneaking into the top 10 there we have two um net that hall hosts in the top 10 which is which is amazing nima's on nima's on a 50 a 53 with nine to nine to play um uh, rising up to 24.92 on the season. Above him, at ninth place, we have Ticking Time Rom. Uh, this is Jack B with 40. He has 45 points with eight to play at 25.03 on the season. Uh, Champions FC is at number eight. Bagosimanda. He's got a. They they have a 67. Uh, seventh place, Premier Leeds. Melvin Lim uh, also with a 67. Tierney's Tesco bag coming in at number six. With to, that's uh, Tom Robinson. So 66 on the week. Some pretty decent scores given given the week, I have to say. Mm -hmm. um, that's what she said backwards and upside down. Uh, Stefan F with 61 points and nine to play. Some of those 67s. Look at that. The 66, 67 with still 11 players to go. So we could have some some hauls here um, in in the league this week. Pfizer Chiefs, Brad Curry rising up again, 71 points with eight to play. 
Uh, he has 25-27 on the season. FPL Milanista, Obayade, uh, uh, 45 this week with 6 to play, 25-34 on the season. Uh, Template FC, Tiger Radigan, 41 points this week with 8 to play, 25-41 on the season. And our very own um, Chris Turner, the brothers Gimsby. Grimsby. Grimsby? <laughs> Grimsby. Oh, hey, man. It's, I, I, I'm, I'm on the beach. What, what can I say? There's like sun in my eyes or something. Um, you're on the 52, Mariner. Uh, 25-55. Um, you're going to have quite the score for the season. That's just outrageous. You're really like 2,700. Are you shooting for 2,700? Well, I mean. I, I, Two and a half game weeks to go. I perhaps would have been if, if I'd have got a captain return this week. I don't oh. know. I don't know. I mean, look, I've took a minus eight again. I'm hitting like hell trying to stay where I am. I'm playing very aggressively right now. Um, I wanted to mention Brad, Pfizer Chief. So he got uh, 15 points from Luis Diaz this week. Pretty impressive. It's a, that, I mean, you know, my initial thought was he jammy git, but it's, it's actually a good pick for a free hit because he's yeah. on his free hit. Um, and uh, I mean, I mean, just all the players who really made a big difference this week, uh, Niketia, um, thanks to Melier in certainly fifty percent of his <laughs> of his points, thanks to Melier. But yeah, Ket- um, yeah, I mean, and Niketia more than paid off my twelve point hit, so I'm very grateful for that. Well, he's paid off my eight point hit as well. To be yeah. fair, I think the only thing I'm looking at this right now, I've got eight to play. It's not going to affect me in this mini league, but you know, if you think you're seeing people with free hits and you know with the bench boost still to come look 11 to play so mm-hmm. that's where the pain can come i think so i'm currently ranked 62 so i've dropped from 37 to 62 but i've still got mares <laughs> if mm. he turns up uh, uh yeah but equally i've got players like mason mount who might come back in and, and hurt me on the other side so well, let's see how it goes. Let's see how it goes. Let's say hello to a few people anyway who's in there. We have got a few people here. First of all, Kevin Rose um, in absentia. Uh, actually, he's, he's in bed, but he did at least leave us a question and said he'll watch it in the morning. So uh, good morning to you, Kevin, uh, one of our members there. Um, FPL Trini, how are you doing? We've got Stee here. Uh, we have, who else? We've got Blue Nicks. FPL, we have Blue Danube, not Danube, Nima. Ballroom Jam, uh, Ballroom Jam. Now, Ballroom Jam is from the uh, from our Golden Oldies League. Um, I'm a, I'm in hmm. part of that. Yes, I am a Golden Oldie. There we go. <laughs> and we've got Vince Guy here as well, and Critin, Critin Motomari. Hello, how are you doing? I'm not sure if there's any more. I wonder whether my thing's working properly. Maybe it is. Maybe maybe everybody's still in bed, uh, Gabe. Um, before we start, of course, please do hit that like button. Smash it, as it says there. Um, give us a subscribe as well. And, uh, and yes, if you're listening to this, then do give us a five-star review, uh, either on Spotify. I think you can do it on Apple as well. I'm, I tend to listen on Spotify these days, Gabe. Um, all right. It's back to you for philosophy. Let's get started after, with a little re- after reflection. A, after a, a an attempt by me last that week. Was, so, yes, I have to commend you for that attempt. And I, I, I mentioned this in our chat. Um, Hunter S. Thompson, one of my favorite authors, just a genius. 
Uh, he wrote Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. If you've not read that or seen the movie with Johnny Depp, go watch it. Read that book. Um, he's 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 out there though. I was I was surprised because this guy's like mind is like on a different planet. So kudos wow. to you. That was a great. I one. thank Google. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the planet he's on. <laughs> anyway, this week. We've got Ludwig von Mises. Is it Mises? Is that how you pronounce it? Ludwig von Mises. Ludwig von Mises. Honestly, I'm literally, I'm still half asleep. Von instead of man, (laughs) right? Okay, carry on. Uh, So Ludwig von Mises tells us that the quote for this uh, FPL uh, philosophy of the week is, the mark of the creative mind is that it defies a part of what it has learned. Um, and so as, as the season draws to a close, right, um, our conversations turn to the, the lessons we're learning this season. The, we, we look back on our decisions and the decision making and the thought process and the models we use and we revisit everything. I think it's important to remember the role of creativity in decision making. Um, innovation comes from the constant interplay of learning and unlearning things. And um, I think this is the... This that's kind of exercise kind of opens up room for uh, an open mind. It, like it's, it's a way to exercise an open mind. So um, the the more what the more we I think the basic idea is the more we question what we believe, the more perspectives we perspectives we will be able to see. Um, and an open mind is one of the most powerful tools available to us. So um, embrace your creativity. <laughs> Not quite sure whether I I can. <laughs> associate to that or not just recently <laughs> with FPL the creative mind is that it defies a part of what it has learned what have we learned just recently and what have we defied hmm. let's think about this hmm yes I mean look I, I know that I don't like Rich Allison and at the moment I've defied picking him <laughs> but he got an assist didn't he he, he got did. that assist and I didn't think he'd get any returns this week so Maybe I have to learn. (laughs) Maybe you have to unlearn that. Unlearn. Maybe I have to unlearn my dislike for Rich Allison. Maybe you have to unlearn your dislike for Spurs. Yes, I think I think I think we're there. (laughs) I think we're there. (laughs) Acceptance. (laughs) Well, it's true, isn't it? It's Mm -hmm. true. So. Inherent biases, you know, it's a, it is a tough one. Yeah, it is a tough because it takes you a long time to get over these things. It is. They're they're so hard to see, right? Because we've built them into like the the our frameworks of reality, and we just accept it as that's just real. Yeah. So Steve says here, we've learned big at the back works this season. We'll defy it next <laughs> season with Alan. One hundred percent. That's true. <laughs> well, it's certainly going to shake it up again. But the thing is, Haaland going to any other team, but Man City is going to sit. Is going to be in the same roulette. Oh, no, he's not. No, he's well, not. He's done it to everybody else. But he, I, I, <laughs> no, he, Aguero didn't. Aguero didn't rotate at his peak. True enough. At his peak with Pep, let's let's say. True enough. Well, he needs to not to be rotated for the cost is going to be. I'll tell you what, but at least, it, I mean, they need to shake it up, don't they? They need to shake some of these prices up. Holland will score over more than 30 goals. He's going to be ridiculous. Yeah. 13 okay. million. 
Anyway, enough of next season. We need a break yeah. before next season, don't we? All right. Right, we're going to get on to the end game. It's the end game, Gabe. Mm. We are heading towards the end of the season. So let's look at the fixture difficulty. And there it is on the screen, all set up as matchups. And we're going to start, and I think it's important to start with the doublers. And one of the key doublers this week is Aston Villa. So, okay, they've got two home games, potentially pretty tasty matchups. But certainly without, in isolation, you would go, oh, I like the look of this, mm-hmm. wouldn't you? you really like the look of this. But then if you look at them, and according to the fixture difficulty for Netball Hall, uh, against Crystal Palace, Aston Villa's attacking fixture difficulty is actually slightly negative, minus one. And then against Burnley, it turns round to plus point nine. So, all right. So, Villa are the fourth best attack at home at the moment from recent fixtures. So, that's a home fixture over the last 10 game weeks is how I have to do it. It's 2.5 big chances per 90. But Palace are currently ranked the best defence away from home, conceding only 0.3 big chances during that time per 90 and only a 0.8 XG average over the last 10 game weeks. Hmm. So all things considered, you think, oh, that's interesting. I like the look of this. But then I'm going to throw you, and there's going to be loads of caveats this week, because I think it's a caveat week. Hmm. <laughs> and you know, you know me, I like numbers, but you've got to, and this is what we always say on Met That Hall, isn't it? You've got to think behind the numbers. Do the numbers ratify what you're thinking or not? Context. How, Yes, context. Palace played during that time away Southampton, Leicester, Newcastle, Watford and Wolves. Nothing of any real difficulty, right? Mm -hmm. Not seriously, anyway. And they now have two flags of serious consequence, as far as I can see, unless they've changed. Last I looked, Gaeta and Gwehi. And Gwehi particularly is a major loss them i think that is out of context that minus one where are you on on villa at this moment attack wise um just first firstly let's talk about just the the way that the matchups is treating them and then i think you want to bring in some uh some context with respect to zonals and positioning as well for villa i mean yeah you know this looking at at this um it it struck me i didn't realize palace did they turn it around though? Like they, they, their matchups haven't been good, but they're it was it was the opposite. So so heavily the opposite earlier in the season, right? When they were so good at home and then really not very good away. Um, I I don't know if did if that suddenly changed if they solidified. Um, I do think those injuries will hurt them though. So I, I think they're um, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily judge the judge their attack FDR. We have it at negative one point zero here against uh, for Villa right against Palace. Yeah. Um, it's probably it's probably at least one point higher than that. Maybe a neutral of something zero point zero. I would I would guess. Um, and just for the podcast listeners as well, I'll read through the the defensive FDR for uh, Aston Villa against Crystal Palace is a positive one point eight. Gabe, I was just going to say before we go to that, mm. if we can just very quickly. Sorry about that. Yeah. If we can very quickly just mention the Burnley game as well in context, right? Because I think that's another one we have to look about in context. Villa are uh, it's a better matchup. Okay, against against Burnley, 
mm-hmm. um, at point nine, so it's in the positive territory. Burnley are actually only a tenth with respect to big chances per ninety at one point six, but they've now got no Tarkovsky and no me. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, I mean, I'm going to say this. The stars seem to be almost aligning a little bit for Aston Villa here in a funny sort of way. Um, I'll let you go with the defensive side of things because I think that's the other side of the context why I think we're, uh, Villa are actually looking quite interesting this week. Yeah, and, and they, they're at a 1.8 positive defense at FDR against um, Palace at home, which is, which is good for second best in the um at least in the initial round of fixtures there for um defense just just you know spurs is, is best at 3.3 so you know I, I don't know i don't know what it is i think i think palace have from what i've seen they're still creating chances um but i i don't know if they're like uh they, they must be lower xg chances um yeah, I, I just, I, mean, I just, I like the combination though, right? If if the attack is a little bit better than than what we think it is, and the defense is seems to be, seems to be good. And looking at some of their defenders could be really interesting. No, I think you're right. I mean, you talk about Palace. I mean, really, uh, it's obviously they're doubling as well. So I've got their stats here. But I mean, really, from my side of things, I think Palace attack is Zaha bust. Personally, mm-hmm. you know, point eight seven xG per ninety. 58% expected goal involvement, but no assist threat. So, you know, I think realistically, um, yeah, I, I I seem to think, I mean, look, these fixed, these defensive fixed difficulties certainly are very, very interesting for, for Villa. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, the seventh best ranked, Palace are 14th, you know, Burnley are 15th, for attack away and that's without again and this is again why i'm saying stars seem to be aligning without vidra without j-rod so it looks like veghorst is going to be nailed at least but maybe corne is going to play up front so that might create them a bit more problem because i mean let's face it if they just place a couple if they just play a couple of wheelie bins they'll just they'll just push forward and just <laughs> they'll just push forward and leave them no spaces nothing to run it you know no one's running behind, so they're mm. going to need to, you know, Burnley going to need to do something. That's why I think Corner might play mm-hmm. up front. Yeah, but, uh, but look on the face of it, I think it looks very, very good. Um, they're excellent free material, of course. Mm-hmm. If you're still lucky enough to be holding your free, you know, I think more and more. Yeah. Um, but t- talking about context, uh, let's we'll add the zonal context to those um, to the to the Villa matchups, right? F- failed by Mariner, he's left his boxes at the top of the screen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, at least you can see what I do. Right, carry on. Um, so um, we're looking at Villa against Palace, and um, the the numbers here for those in the podcast are 4.1 from the left, which is the second highest of, of the game week on that side. Um, in the center, it's 2.8, and on the right, it's 2.3. So it's significantly um, more attractive from an attacking perspective on the left-hand side where they're creating more than four chances every every match. So um, when we look at that side, though, it's it's interesting, right? Because we look at um, we know Cash, uh, sorry, not Cash, Dean is playing on that on that left-hand side. We know Watkins 
sometimes he's in the middle, sometimes he has gone on on the left before. Um, we know Jacob Ramsey sometimes runs into in, runs into that left hand side. Coutinho has been on the left hand side. Buendia has been on the left hand side. So so who do we go for? We, we know the side, but everybody plays there, which is really interesting from Villa's perspective. Yeah, yeah, and the right on the the next game, the Burnley game as well. More chances on the left than the centre and the right. So it looks like the left is the place to target. Yeah, 4.4 on the left against Burnley versus 3.6 in the centre and 2.9 on the right. So even even stronger. Even There's less of a of a difference of a delta between the left and the others, but the left is even even stronger against uh, against Burnley there. Yeah, so, when, you add them, when you add them up, they're standout for the double game week, 8.5. Mm-hmm. I think the next, next highest is 7.3, which is Everton's left. So, yeah. Um, looks quite hopeful. The, the 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 key is though getting the right one, right? Yes, that's that's the thing. Who who's so going to play? Are you, you going to try and help us with this next um, with this next uh, comparison? No, I don't think this will help at all. But we can talk about it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you've got a comparison for us to look at, haven't you? Yeah. I know you. I know you've done a little bit of work on Villa, so I'll put that onto the screen and let you go. Yeah, so this is the uh, in the past two matches, Buendia, the past I guess three matches now because Villa played today. Um, this is these stats were were done this morning or last night or something. So they are before the um, the Liverpool match. So this is one match each from them, and then today Coutinho played. So I think it seems like they're rotating in a very similar position. Um, we have some heat maps up here that that I'll explain for the for the people on the on the podcast. So on the the first heat map we have on the left hand side is the touches heat map, um, and we see it's roughly in in the same area. It's just outside the box on the left hand side. We see Coutinho is is maybe a little bit wider. Uh, he gets maybe a little wider and a little further forward, whereas Buendia might be kind of like in the the inside channel there on the left hand side. And then I, then I wanted to like look at some other ones. When we go to the passes from the touch heat map to the passes received heat map. We start to see how Buendia operates more towards the center of the of the of the field, while Coutinho while Coutinho really stays on that left hand side. So it makes me wonder if if like from a tactical perspective, if, if they're being used tactically. Um, but the past three matches they've rotated, they've basically alternated matches. So I'm not sure exactly yet how they're being used or like what the what the the rhyme or reason is for it. Um, but when Dia comes to, he receives the ball from different areas of the field. Certainly more from a from a central area. And then I wanted to see how many like their successful passes in the final third. Um, just as he kind of like what, so it shows that the heat map in the middle shows what they what them receiving the pass, and then the next one shows what they do with the pass and how successful they are. And again, we see we see when Dia kind of like spanning that whole midfield. He's involved less. Than, than Coutinho, it seems. When Coutinho's on the field, he's more a, of a focal um, point of that offense, but he is very much localized to that left-hand side, whereas Buendia operates all across. And then to get into the stats, see, like, okay, those are, that's kind of what's going on on the field, and and then what, what are the stats saying? It, I, I think this is, you know, these, it's, this is just two matches, right? It's one match each, so we can't really go by this too much because it would be very much just like uh, looking at the results and, and making conclusions. But Buendia seems to have more form. Um, he has, you know, 0.44. He had a 0.44 xG in the, the match he played, uh, 0.42 xA. He was, he was all over the place. He was effective. Two shots in the box for each of them. Um, the one big chance for Buendia versus zero for, for Coutinho. 
Um, but we notice how Coutinho has more passes received, right? 60 passes received compared to 46 for, for Buendia. Um, but Buendia maybe does more when he gets the ball. When he's, His take-ons, it, it's evidence there by his take-ons. Coutinho, while he can take people on, he's not usually not going to get very far um, because of his age, lack of speed and all of that. Whereas Buendia is um, younger, stronger, faster. So I think he, he can maybe penetrate some lines when it comes to dribbling better than Coutinho, and Coutinho maybe is a better passer of the ball. Mm-hmm. But again, very early, hard to, hard to tell, but these are early signs. Yeah, it's small, small data set, as you say, I think. So there's, there's pros and cons for, for each of them, but arguably there's also a thought that, you know, if you're not going to get both games from them, why bother with either of them? Exactly. Yeah, and I think there's I think there's a risk. My my bet is that you would get one game from each, so they're they're actually both off. Uh, it'd be off the menu for me. Yeah, interesting. I mean, we go back to the fact that Watkins apparently was hobbling when he went off. Now, you know, does that open the the gate up for a Danny Ings perhaps this this game week? I think again, I've, I've maybe missed him out actually earlier on. But you think about Danny Ings from a a free hit perspective for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, cause I, I don't know that I would move. I don't know that I'd burn a transfer if Watkins was injured. I don't know I'd burn a transfer to go to another Villa asset when I'm going to take them straight back out again. I'd probably just go without them, quite frankly. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. There, there there was a period of time. Um, I don't remember what game week it was. Remember when when Coutinho went off? People brought him in for some kind of some kind of double, and he ended up playing the false li- the false nine. I believe yeah. in, in, in those matches, both Watkins and Ings were out. Um, Ings has been playing more recently, though, so I would expect Ings to start up there. But I think there, there could be a risk that, uh, that Ings doesn't start and Coutinho plays that false nine. Mm-hmm. And if he does, I think he yeah. automatically becomes a fantastic asset. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I, I was on the wrong end of that. That was one of the few big holes I've been on the wrong end of this season. Uh, oh my god! Right, okay. Um, you've got something on the average positions as well, Gabe. You wanted to, uh, yeah, look at that. So Aston Villa against Burnley. Yeah, so just in in the in the Burnley match here, where Burnley can actually concede more from their left. I thought it was interesting that um, it looks like what what Aston Villa has been doing, and and you know, we see how many players play on that left-hand side, right? So this is this is a graphic courtesy of TotalFootballAnalysis.com. Um, they've got, they have some great just like visual, visualizations and tools and the magazines that they send out. And they send this after every, they send like um, team, uh, team reports, match reports, and player reports after every game week. Um, some things that, that really caught my attention are, one, how high up the field Dean is. He's... He's higher up the field than let's see, than Coutinho. He's higher up the field than um, than McGinn, um, and and how Cash is held back. So we know, but but the thing is, most of the play for Villa happens on that left hand side. And I think what happens what those those matches that Cash went off is they drew their the the opposition to that side as well. And then when they draw all the pressure away, and then when that opens up for Cash. That's his cue to go, and he'll bomb up that wing. So I expect Cash to get into some space in behind there. But if we're looking at the gameplay, and, and most of it is on the left-hand side, so I think Dean could be involved in some of the, the build-up play. 
and and get something to it. It could be like the Dean Takask kind of thing, or even Dean getting in the box box himself. I, I just all those people who had Luca Dean <laughs> multiple times this season. We, we may come back to this. I mean, look, I think he's not going to do anything this week. I know why he's not going to do anything. But anyway. <laughs> and I mean, when look, look at this is the reason why I think we bring this up is because we see how um, we see how how reliant Villa are playing on that left hand side. How they want to do everything from that left hand side. Um, really, and and that and that left hand side is a good matchup for them. This in in yeah. in both in both the matchups. So um, so I think there could be a lot of goodness there now we don't know who to get in that midfield that's the problem no no i like this and you know again totalfootballanalysis.com that's the tie-in that you now have isn't it so um do you want to give a quick shout out to what what you do there for the yeah so we we actually we just published um a video when was it last week we published another video um some more cultural elements in that one so we're doing it um every two weeks uh, we put out a video, a video, and it's, it's it's tactical data and kind of and a little bit of cultural analysis of teams in different leagues or international um, international football. And yeah, so check it out. It's a Total Football Analysis Magazine YouTube channel. Check it out there, totalfootballanalysis.com. dot com. Super, great. Uh, I really must give it a watch sometime. <laughs> I haven't had time yet. I've been so busy. Anyway. Just an excuse as usual, you know what we, I'm like. We have our um, our, our member here, Nehal, telling us that, that Watkins limping was a concern, but it might just be a dead leg situation. So keep yeah, an eye on that on that news. It wasn't he didn't have the big red cross on sofa score when I checked. So I but I did okay. I did read it on Twitter that he had a problem. So okay, so I think we've covered Villa, so I think mm-hmm. we'd agree. Good free hit material. Um if you didn't, if you weren't free hitting I think it's a maximum of two because you're going to need to offload one, I think, possibly unless you can leave them on the bench for 38. Because, you know, this is probably the last week we'll be talking about Villa as being a decent option. I think you'd agree there. Yeah. All right. So, anyway, so we'll decide to see if we... Haulers, let us know who you like the look of for um, for Villa. And so we've got FPLA plus Daddy Ings. He likes look at Daddy Ings, so there we go. So maybe maybe Ings is the one for the free hit. Who knows? All right, let's move on. Well, anyway, the next doubler we're going to get to on this list is Burnley, and you always Burnley stands out really nicely on our fixture difficulty by a sea of red. <laughs> <laughs> yes, as a as a former. Veghorst owner. I'll, I'll refrain from swearing today. I normally change that name. Um, yes, minus 3.3 away at Spurs and minus 2.1 away at Villa. Mm. Corne, the destroyer of clean sheets. <laughs> 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 Maybe the only option there. I, I personally think they're not a team that I would go anywhere near unless I was free hitting and then I might go for Corne. Um oh, are you agree? Do you agree there? Or it, I can't think I, of anything else anyone else I'd be interested in really. Oh man I, I don't it's it's so tough, right? How many how many thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people that have been burned by Burnley doubles this this season. You're gonna go back to that well I, I think I just think I'd rather go for a, a you know a good single game week player or something like that. 
Yeah, I don't I mean, know. Look, Kone's cheap, isn't he? And if he's playing up front, then he's an option. Yeah. Because that, that's the point, isn't it? Is if he's playing up front. But no, on the face of it, hard avoid, I think I would I would say. The next one, Crystal Palace. This is more interesting. Because again, Zaha has been talked up quite a lot. And even I am interested in Zaha, despite these matchups, which do not look good. You know, minus 1.8 away at Villa, attack-wise, minus 1.7. Uh, away at Everton. Everton, again, remember, Everton at home defensively are very strong. Very strong. And it, Fortress Goodison, really, at this moment yep. in time. So, look, uh, again, it looks like uh, Gallagher's a thing of the past, but Zaha clearly is an option. We've already said it seems like he's you know 58% involved in, in expected goals. Um, I personally own Mateta. Um, that was not in hindsight, a very good move. It looked like he was fairly, you know, as, as well as you could consider, uh, pretty nailed. But of course, they have that plethora of, of forwards who they can just rotate around and and it's been continually happening. Um, and the other problem with Mateta is when he gets on the pitch, when he has a chance, he misses. Hmm. He misses everything. So it's not like a, a Vidra who I've had in the past, you know, a player like Vidra <laughs> who perhaps rotates a bit, but at least when he gets a chance, he sticks it away. Hmm. But no, Mateta seems not to be doing much at all. So he might leave my team despite this double this week. I'm tempted to go, I can go sideways, to, I say sideways, I can go to Rich Allison. Did you, did you hear that? I can go to Rich Allison. Yeah, I'll repeat that again. I am considering Rich Allison. <laughs> You'll have to unlearn some things first. Yeah, I'm unlearning things <laughs> quick. Um, but yeah, um, that's an option. But no, I mean, looking at that, I, I don't particularly like uh, Palace. Uh, and even the defensive side of things, Gabe, look, you know, they've got two positive matchups for defence, but we've already caveated their team. Gway and Gaeta are possibly injured, so yeah. those matchups maybe don't look as good. And, of course, one of the reasons that they have a good matchup is just how bad Everton have been at home. And Everton are fighting for their lives. And and this is, a, it's, it's an Everton team, it's an Everton club with a new spirit and i i think the um the the past 10 game weeks doesn't reflect the everton that's playing right now necessarily no. so i you know just the way you said that things are kind of aligning for aston villa it seems like it's the opposite for palace they're they're, they're a game week where things are just misaligning kind of a little bit ever everywhere yeah yeah so i'm not quite sure i mean look zahar is by no means, it is still a good free, but potentially a good free hit option, I think. But and the thing is with them, at least they have an easy an easy game in game week thirty eight because they play Man United. <laughs> <laughs> evil laugh, they've got the new evil laugh for sure. Anyway, there we go. Um, okay, so let's. I think I'm. I certainly wouldn't consider. I think bringing one in actually in the normal, just from from perspective of. Of, of just without a free hit personally, although, you know, I might be swayed on Zaha if, if I have a problem elsewhere. Uh, let's go on to Everton. Hmm. So, all right. Again, this is again, we keep caveating. My fixture difficulty does not like Everton. It hasn't liked them for a long time, and probably rightly so, because their numbers have been pretty bad. 
And that's what this fixture difficulty works on. But again, there are caveats, as we've said. So they're playing Brentford. All right. And that's a slightly negative uh, fixture difficulty for attack, minus 0.8. Uh, and then, of course, Palace is, well, massively minus, as we said, minus 3.2. Yeah. Um, looking at Brentford first, they're sort of like mid-table, conceding around two big chances per 90. But Everton are still bottom, still bottom, despite the improvements. But they are improving to one big chance per 90, but still only 0.67 xG. But it's Goodison, and it's going to be it's going to be absolutely rocking, right? <laughs> um, mm -hmm. You know, we've already talked about Palace as well. Let's look at some of that. I mean, Richarlison. Now let's look at Richarlison now. Um, you know, he is as mad as a box of frogs. He hasn't been sent off yet. That's a good thing. 67% um, expected goal involvement at home for the last six uh, get in the home games in the last six game weeks. So this is like more narrowed down game. We're looking at more recent, probably recency bias, if you want to call it. 1.04 big chances per 90 on penalties. Gordon who is seen perhaps as a ability to cover Richarlison. I'm not sure. Mm. I don't think you can. 48% expected goal involvement, 0.13 XG. Point, so that totals 0.36 assists as well. And then you've got that prick grey, 26% expected goal involvement, uh, 0.11 XG, 0.4 expected assists. <sighs> Is Rich uh, is Rich Allison essential this week, Gabe? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. Shoot me now. It's not what I was now. expecting you to say. It's not what I was expecting you to say. <laughs> I mean, he's he's a legit he's a legit good pick. We have to admit that he's he was a good pick for this past game week. Don't watch. Don't watch the rest of that at all. I'm telling you now. If you know anything about our captaincy metric, the moment you see those fixture abilities, you know he is nowhere in the metric. I don't mind. I don't mind letting you know that right now. But I just think again, this is where the beauty of it with these numbers is. You've got to look at it in context. Sometimes you go with them, and sometimes I think maybe you don't. I, I can't believe that they're negative in real terms. I don't think they're massively positive, these fixture difficulties in real terms for Rich Allison, but I think they're positive. I mean, I, I, I would see them both as somewhat neutral just because of the unpredictability of, of Everton. The, the Everton that we've seen recently is very recent, and we don't know that they can keep it up. Ah, yeah, you'd think not, but look, you know how it goes. Well, at the moment, it becomes. I mean, we've got, uh, you know, we've got we've got possessed Pickford for sake of argument in the team, right? <laughs> we'll come on to defence in a minute, but he's playing like a man possessed. Yes, trying to, you know, and that's what it takes. It takes this, you know. I'm going to take one ball square in the face to, you know, to keep a ball to, to stop. To stop us conceding, you know, I'm going to run that extra mile. Rich Allison, the problem with Rich Allison, it always worries me, is he's got that red mist, which could descend. 
<laughs> so he's got to control that because if, if if he doesn't, there's something in the next two or three game weeks is going to be very close to getting sent off. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean just the way it goes. For the record, I mean, I, I actually think Everton will keep it up and will will stay up in 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 the Premier League, but I'm not very confident in that. And and I think, um, you know, on, on free hit, even even all of that said, on free hit, I would have Richarlison. I'd probably have Pickford, and then Gordon is so cheap that why not, right? So it's he's they're easy to triple up on on, on free hit. On free hit they are, but on, yeah. you know, but again, then they've got Everton away, uh, Everton away, Arsenal away in thirty-eight. I should say, exactly. um, and that really means if they need something, do they need something in that last game? Because if they need something, then I might keep. I'd probably keep Rich Allison if I owned him for sake of argument, but if not, I'd probably ship him. I think they're going to need something. They're, they're, they're going to yeah, need something yeah, all, gonna, the, all the way through. Depends, uh, although Leeds are absolutely bloody awful at the moment, but there's another story. Um, Leeds, Leeds are going down. Yeah. Um, Defence-wise, say you know, look at Everton's defence. It's a different story because these are home games. Only very slightly uh, negative against Brentford, basically neutral against Brentford. But they do have a positive matchup against uh, against Palace. So of course, I mean, you know, Pickford possessed Pickford. A, the Mariner pick of the week. The Mariner roomy pick of the week. That's mm. what it would have been if it would have been me. Well, because the, the, the bloke is playing like is is playing like, you know, he's out of his skin at this moment in time. Yeah, he, of course, is one disaster away from being Jordan Pickford again, right? Mm. But maybe he's decided to pull his England shirt on for a change rather than his Everton one. Yeah, he's wearing it under, underneath. <laughs> <laughs> But he looks, uh, I mean, to be quite honest, a free hit, I think, got uh, Jordan Pickford is by far the best goalkeeper option this week. That's me. Hmm. That's where I am on a free hit, if I was on a free hit. What about Mikolenko? So you, you, would, goal, you would go Jordan way. Pickford over, over uh, Martinez? Yes. Interesting. Pickford yeah, over Loris? I will probably try to serve some. Uh, mind you, Lloris, uh, yeah, single game week, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I really like him because I think you might want to... Uh, uh, the reason I like Pickford is because I'd probably go cash. Right. So I'd probably go cash, you see, so I'd have both. I'd have I'd have cover of both, but I'd prefer someone like cash or you know, maybe even Dean, right? Hmm. <laughs> 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 Tom, who got the assist? <laughs> I'm not taking the piss out, to be honest. <laughs> We've had a few conversations about Luca Dean. Um, Mikolenko, let's quickly cover him. What a goal, by the way. Mm-hmm. Super goal. Yeah, he's and he's he's been playing really well lately. He's been getting in, in really nice attacking positions. He he's in and around like the area, like the just outside the box. Um, it was yeah, it was a, it was a good hit. Yeah, and he's probably got he's got he's got a bit of in goal involvement, not an awful lot. But when mm-hmm. Pickford, for example, you know, is his stats, I forgot I forgot the stats, but I think it's important to throw these out there because I think it benefits all the defence. Clearly, you know, his expected goals conceded in the last uh, last uh, six game weeks at home was one point two two per ninety. He actually conceded point three three per ninety. Seventy-five <laughs> hmm. percent. 
improvement, roughly. Yeah. Yeah, he, he he has been possessed for sure. Although I, I would argue that the other save, the one where he's running from post to post, was was more impressive. He didn't really have much say about that that face one. <laughs> no, I know, but the, the face one for me is the one that stands out because it yeah. made me laugh. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> it made you laugh. But, yes. but yeah, I think yeah, look, Everton. I think good shouts. I think Mikelenko, yeah. Pickford. Um, Holgate, I benched him once, and, and someone told me he scored against Leicester last year. The same way, actually, mm. as it happened by the sound of things. Um, can't remember who told me. Thanks for thanks for telling me. Sorry, I didn't listen. Um, first on the bench, <laughs> staying on the bench as well. Um, the issue with Holgate, of course, is Godfrey. Is Godfrey going to be back? Because if Godfrey's back, that could affect Holgate's minutes. Um, but. I don't know the answer, but I will probably be playing Holgate in 37 <laughs> in the hope that unless, unless I get a rumour that he's, that Godfrey's back. Uh, all right. I think we've covered Everton. I think they needed covering, didn't they? Yep. Yeah. All right. So uh, Leicester. where else Where else are we going to go? I, I thought I had some note on, notes on Leicester, but I seem to have deleted them. Um <laughs> Leicester, yeah. I'm sure I made some notes on Leicester, but they're not there. Anyway, anyway, who cares? Leicester's fixture difficulties, minus 1.7 and minus 1.7, both away games at Watford and Chelsea for attack. <laughs> I, I, I don't... Is Madison going to play? Is, is Madison actually fit? Is, Ma- is Madison even involved anymore this season? Because he seems to be the chief... Troll master, troll master general at this moment, and then you know, don't even start you on Harvey Barnes. Gabe, where are you That's... on Leicester? Where are you on Leicester? I'm on Schmeichel as a goalkeeper. Mistake. But all the Leicester mids have become Harvey Barnes for me. <laughs> That's that's where I am on Leicester. <laughs> Fuck those Leicester mids, man. You can't. It's, just, it's, it's like whack-a-mole. It's like, they're always popping up, and they're you never know who's going to do what. And and I have to say, Brendan Rodgers just. It's such a disappointment of a season uh, for 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 Brendan Rodgers. But what 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 I like about Leicester is I, I think the um, I wouldn't mind a sneaky little defensive pick. Like they're they're playing the uh, what if if they're going to play the three at the back, right? I think Castagne in that advanced role where um, Dewsbury Hall was playing on the left hand side and Castagne was playing on the right in that in that advanced role. I think he could get something there. He could get an attacking return and a clean sheet against against Watford. Um, there it is. Leicester against Watford, four point two in the zonal matchups on the right hand side compared to three point three down the center and two point three on the left. I like that four point two a lot. Um, and and I have to say that the right hand side up against Chelsea. Who's who's going to play left back for Chelsea? Who's it going to be? Whoever oh, it is, it's well, not going to be yeah, good. Well, it probably is, isn't it? Unless it's fallen out. Unless he's fallen out, we won't be playing left back if it's him. It could be Saul Niguez. It could be. Could be your friend Dave. Or Alonso won't be playing left back if he's if he's. <laughs> he'll either he'll either not be playing left back because he's fallen out with two shell two shell right. or or he'll be playing in uh, in the in the final third. Yeah, exactly. So, so, <laughs> so that that matchup against Chelsea, I, I don't mind it so much either. Um, so, I, I think Castagna could be an interesting pick on free hit. Yeah, they look a bit leaky to me, Chelsea. I, 
Yeah. Where are you, just just very quickly, where are, you, where are you on Chelsea at this moment in time defensively? What would you do with Reese James? I have Reese James. James. Yeah, I, I don't have the luxury. I... <sighs> yeah, you do have the luxury of having someone who moves from wing backs to left to to the to the right side of centre of a, of a back three. On on a team Halfway with a through the game. On a team with a manager that keeps making tactical mistakes and substitution mistakes, and they're they're just conceding left and right. And they're, they're... now, yeah, you know, I, I thought maybe we would see something different with the new with the new owner, the new owner showing up there at the at the at the game. And I know it, it can't be easy the the transition that they've been through um, through with uh, Abramovich and and uh, the sanctions, but. I, I think that they'll just hang on to third. They, they, they can't wait for the season to be over. Right. I really don't know what to do with Reese James. He's hurt me so many times this season. You just sense if you, you know, it's one of those ones where you have that, you hold him, you know, you, at least you've covered, but if not, uh, I don't know. I, I could downgrade him to assessing you on perhaps, which is something I'm really quite keen on. Hmm. Um, and give me some money to do something somewhere else. All right, let's quickly move back to uh, the fixture VLT. We'll just finish off here because I think now we're on to the single game weekers. Uh, and right, Arsenal. Away at Newcastle, minus 1.9. I think that's one of the first fixture difficulties I actually agree with today. <laughs> <laughs> no caveats. Yeah, no caveats. I, I think Arsenal uh, have a tough attacking fixture away at uh, Newcastle. Newcastle have been very, very good. The ranked fourth fixed difficulty, uh, conceding 0.8 big chances. Arsenal are only 14th best away from home, attacking, creating 1.2 hmm. per 90. So, uh, as a Nketiah owner, and a very happy Nketiah owner, thank you, Melier, again, 50% <laughs> of his returns, in fact, more than 50%, but can probably locked his bonus in as well. Um, I think I'll bench him or sell him. Hmm. There we go. Sell him for Richarlie Troll. Yeah, yeah. James so I, down, I, James down, Niketia up or Mateta up. Might hold Niketia because I hate, I hate Mateta now. <laughs> 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 yeah, so, yeah it, surely you have to sell Mateta and keep eh? keeping keep, keep Niketia. I mean. Niketia, yeah. he's he's so cheap. He, he's. I think the EO play is to keep Niketia because I think he's so highly owned. I think the thing is though, I think he'll be on the bench a lot. Um, but a lot of people will bench him this week. In fact, a lot of people will bench Arsenal assets. My bus team has three Arsenal assets on the bench. Hmm. At this moment in time, obviously White's still knackered, but it has Saka right. and Niketia, even Saka on the bench. I didn't think he had a particularly good game at the week. He didn't didn't look very good this weekend. I thought. No, ponderous again, again. But it, it happens. He's you know he, he's young. He's still a good asset. FPL Robbie, another member here that, that just joined us, says Newcastle Arsenal is a good nil-nil game. I don't disagree with that. Yeah, it would be all right if I'd Ben White, <laughs> <laughs> if he was fit. But he isn't anyway. Never, never mind. So anyway, so Arsenal could be bench could be bench fodder this week. Mm-hmm. Um, Liverpool. Okay, well they've just won overnight. Uh, they've got the FA Cup final to come, which is always a bit of a concern, right? We never know that's going to go to 120 minutes. Could easily go to 100 and go to extra time. You know, Salah going to lose another penalty shootout this season. 
or is Mane going to win another? Yeah. <laughs> Whichever way. Um, but yeah, Liverpool, 2.2 attack, fourth best away. 2.25 big chances. That's two plus 2.2 attack, I should say. Uh, 2.25 big chances, 1.95 XG. Southampton are fourth worst in defence at home, conceding 2.5 big chances per 90. Southampton are terrible. That's where I am at this moment in time. Uh, Liverpool defensively, plus 1.5. Third best, only conceding one big chance per 90 against Southampton at home, who are 11th best uh, attack-wise at 1.67. So they've got a little bit of something going forwards of Southampton, but not a lot. I really... I'm surprised that matchup is as low as it is. I thought it would be higher. I quite like this matchup. I am concerned about the fact that... um, Obviously, it's coming so close after, they would say, relatively close after the cup final. But the issue is, is that at least Salah's had his rest now. So mm. <laughs> that's one thing, um, which brings him, I think, firmly into captaincy shout, even as a single player, even as a single game weaker. Um, I've seen there's been a few chit chats about selling Salah. Please sell Salah. I don't mind that. <laughs> I don't mind you selling Salah, guys. Because I need to get more out of him than I'm currently getting. Mm. <laughs> there we go. I, I, he doesn't become a bad pick just because he's being rested this week. Yes, problem is two days rest between the final and Southampton. I agree. But I can't see Salah resting. That's 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 where I see that now. I can see other players resting. So some of the players who... Um, so Robertson will probably come back in and play both. I think Trent's had a rest recently. I'm not too worried about them. Um, you can see Diaz could probably struggle, but he might not get in there. Maybe Mane. That's his old team, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Against his old team. Resting yeah. Mane against his old team. Who knows? Where are you on this? I mean, I, I think that Liverpool is... It's kind of it's almost like a boring conversation because they speak for themselves. Like the, the the ones you have, you have, and and that's that's what you're going with. Um, if you're free hitting, um, I don't know. I, I, I still think you know. For example, Matip is one of the best picks you can in in the game. I've owned him since my wild card in twenty eight or something, and yeah, yeah, he's, great pick. Yeah, yeah, scored again, obviously. So I w- I would probably go with a with a Matip. He, he, Hasn't been rotated so far, um, and I don't know. You might want to go with a with like a heavier defense, like a Matip and Robo, for example, and and then you you could approach it that way. I, I would have no problem with that. Um, the balls you pick would be someone like Firmino oh, on a free. That's a tough one, right? Because we haven't seen him really be an no. impact for a long Ooh. time. I think it's too early. Yeah. I think it's too early. I'm, I'm just throwing a player out who could actually get a game, you know, after the cup final. He probably won't play in the cup final. I right. don't think they'll. He might come on as an impact. Might come on as an impact sub, perhaps. But you know, I can't see that. So yeah. Anyway, let's not go too much too deep into Liverpool. Uh, we've spoken about Chelsea already, haven't we? In a sense. Um, I don't think we need to really go into Chelsea too much detail. They do have a positive matchup against mm-hmm. Leicester. 
uh, more for defence than for attack. But we know what's happening there at the moment with with respect to it. That to me, they they just just look have, have no momentum, no momentum at all. And you know maybe they'll recover that momentum against Leeds, <laughs> which worries me greatly. Having sold Mason Mount for Mares, but anyway, there's another story. I mean, well, um, one thing I'll just just really quickly on Leeds is in the second half they. They basically gave up attacking almost, and and they were able to kind of keep things tight. It's like it's like Leeds Leeds have to they they can't attack and defend. They can only play like half the game. It's like we'll either attack or defend, but we're not going to do both kind of thing. And so it, I don't know which team Jesse Marsh is going to put out. I don't know if Jesse Marsh is uh you know how much longer he'll even be with the team. I don't know if he's a consideration to, if he's on yeah, the hot seat or something. I mean, zonals for Chelsea are all pretty uh, four on the left, 4.3 down the middle and 3.8 on the right. Nothing particularly jumps out there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, people are owning players like Mason Mount, aren't they? And people have still got Mason Mount. He's not a bad pick for the rest of the season, without without a doubt. But I, I just felt like I wanted to shake it up and try and give it a go. Hopefully, Mares might pay off this before the end of this, this game week. If not, then... Uh, lick my wounds and, and move on. <laughs> That's all you can do, isn't it? Um, right. Okay. Your nemesis side will finish with, Gabe. Yes. We'll finish with Spurs. So, attack. They have a positive 2.8 fixture difficulty. They are second best with respect to the fixture difficulty, you know, the 1 to 7 uh, fixture difficulty uh, at point four. Very, very strong now. I've not shown that for a while. I'll pull mm. that up for the members for, for next week. Uh, and 4.2 big chances per 90. 4.2 big chances per 90 at home with an XG of 2.17. Uh, against Burnley, who are ravaged with injuries, as we've said, and centre-backless, um, if that's a word. Um, <laughs> defensively, they're plus 3.3, even better. They're top for big chances conceded now at 0.4 per 90. Against Burnley without Vidra and J Rod, and only having Corne and the dustbin. Well, sorry, the wheelie bin. Weghorst. <laughs> wheelie Weghorst. That's his new name. Um, shit, Peter Crouch. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great song. Someone needs to start that off at the weekend. You just shit, Peter Crouch. <laughs> Come on, Spurs fans. <laughs> Um, anyway, um, just looking at these two sets, I've got some numbers. I'm going to give you Kane and Son's numbers. Son, 56% expected goal involvement. An XG of 0.6, an XA of 0.47 gives 1.07 expected XI. So if you add them both together. Kane, 49% ex- expected goal involvement. Expected goals of... 0.39 and XA of 0.33 that adds up to 0.72 so Sun is 30% better with respect yeah. to involvement than Kane at this time he also gets an extra point for a goal and he gets a point for a clean sheet uh, so that's my decision this week that's where I would go if I had to look at between one or the other it would be some. But you could argue that with the fact that the centre-halves are 
dis- vanished from Burnley's team. You know, is that playing into Kane? What's what's your perspective on that? You know, I, I haven't looked at Kane's heat map in a little while, so I, I don't know if he's even occupying that area where the where those two center backs are, or if he continues to check in the midfield as as yeah. Sun r- runs around, maybe into that area. I, I think like Sun ten yards. It's sort of like playing ten yards in front of the center half at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then, and I think Sun Sun maybe that may be more an area for Sun, even though he does obviously start on on the left hand side. I think he's the obvious pick from Spurs. But you mentioned Sessegnon, uh, and I wonder if if he'll finally get his chance to be nailed in that team. I think. He has, he has arguably been their best wing back this season, or or at least have, has has had the highest highs. Um, Doherty, uh, oh, Doherty apologists yeah, um, I mean, are revolting taking, right now, but still taking Doherty out is the only one really who's offered any form of threat in the last mm-hmm. few weeks. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, looking at the numbers, but you're right. You know, he's four point three. I mean, he's potentially a brilliant way into that defense and. And look, they play Norwich next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, no, I really. I mean, the the risk is, and um, you know, I was listening to uh, Planet FPL, and James uh, mentioned this week. He said, "Look, Sessignon's great." He said, "But don't <laughs> make sure he don't get injured." You know, because he, he's 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 a player who plays two or three two or three games, then gets a knock, and then he's out mm-hmm. again. So mm-hmm. that's the risk with Sessegnon, I think. And so that, but you go in with it eyes wide open. You can pay a little bit more to get Davis, or a little bit more uh, for Emerson Royale, who apparently had a cracking game last week. But yeah, numbers wise, I didn't really see it, but I didn't really watch the game. Um, but yeah, um, the one player I just we've just missed, and I'm going to bring him up anyway, is uh, Kulusevski. Um, his numbers do not support what he is doing. Uh, I, neither does the eye test. <laughs> but he is doing it, and he is not leaving my team for that reason. And um, I will, with all likelihood, be trebling up on Spurs 37 and 38. It's likely going to be Sun, Kulusevsky, and probably Sessignon. Hmm. I, yeah, I mean, we, we've been speaking about Kulusevsky for, for weeks now as, as a player that... Um, somebody that I haven't been a fan of his his technique, certainly his finishing technique. Um, granted, he is quite young. He's, I think he's only 21 years old. But as an FPL asset, I think he's um, he's he's been a good asset. He, even even while blanking, he's cheap enough that you can bench him and you can ride out those blanks. And and he um, he's around. And he's returning. So yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, right. So I think that's the. I think we've done the, uh, the the matchups for this week. So I think that's. Uh, I think that's excellent. I think we've we've covered quite a lot there. I mean, we will just have a quick look through. Uh, so we just need to probably just shout a few more people out who have who have joined since we got in, and then we'll crack on. I suppose, Gabe. Yeah, um, including some members that I think. Yeah, I let's have a quick look. So who have we got in members? So where are the words? I got I've got Sparrows. Uh, so we've got Vince in as well. I'm not sure if I said Vince was here. We have Steve, FPL Jones bloke. How are you doing? Uh, Kay Pillsworth, 1904. We'll come to these questions later. We've so got Nehal, obviously. Watkins was limping. Yeah, we mentioned that earlier. Uh, Tim Wright, evening fellas. Hello, Tim. It's morning here. But anyway, there we go. Daniel Witter. 
Oh, wit. Uh, and we've got the FPL Sandwich Podcast. Where's Nima? He's having a week off. Uh, Nima has been holding the, uh, has been manning the wheelhouse whilst I was sick and uh, it deserved a well-earned week off because I am not on next week because I'm in Dubai. I travel tonight and I'm not going to be able to do the show from a hotel room with a screaming baby. <laughs> and I'm going to be in the air for the deadline. <laughs> That's another problem, eh? Anyway, not to worry. So who else have we got in? We've got just flicking down, trying to find some other fancy pavilion. Big up the NTH family. Yeah, how are you doing, mate? FPL Rob is here. FPLA plus. Who else? Uh, I think that's about it for now. Unless I see anybody else, I quickly flick down. We, we had a, uh, a, a few that have... Jared's here. There we go. Yeah. And and Raj. How are you doing, guys? So, Gabe, back to you because we have a Ruby pick to talk about. Time for a little more reflection. Are you ready? Are you really ready, Carlos? Let's unlearn some things. Because this one is bound to go wrong. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Monsieur Luca Dean, the FPL lens roomy pick of the week. Uh, much to everybody's heartbreak. And, uh, and the, that's why the, the quote is apt here today, Mariner. It says, oh, happy the soul that saw its own faults. And all I see in FPL these days are my faults this season, Mariner. Um, as I, um, yeah, and as, as I'm seeing these faults, that, that in seeing these faults, that kind of releases me from them. And that release, that freedom, is an experience of joy. And um, that and the fact that I'm seeing the faults from the, from the FPL beach, so I can say fuck it. <laughs> I was looking at the, uh, the roomie in the corner there. I thought he had his head. I was thinking about his, his, his hands on his head. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I can't believe that you've picked Luca Dean. You've, you've done for me again, game. You've done for me. I like that left hand side. You know, we talked about it earlier. I, I like the, the defensive matchup for, for Villa in, in both of those matchups. And, and that left hand side, I think. Um, could give them a lot of goodness for Villa. Yeah. So, and apparently you're getting ready for WWF. So if that's the case, people are ready to wrestle you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what that means. I'm getting ready to surf like my surfing Sasquatch here. Surfing on my hat. that, right? Yeah, well, you got your beach hat, haven't you? you got your yeah, beach hat. Go. Yeah, I've got mine as well. Although I'm there not on the beach this year. Normally by on this time beach. of year, I'm on the beach. We're on the beach. Yeah, I've got this ready for. I've got this ready for Dubai. Although it's a bit small now, yeah, it's too big. Mm. It makes me wonder. I don't know why I ever leave. I should stay on the beach. That's the that's that's what I'm the lesson that I need to learn. <laughs> anyway, listen, what people are saying, you know, we've got we've got FPLA plus Rumi. He likes it. General Zod's Sorry. here. Dean, great pick. Just OMG, not again. I, I totally <laughs> agree with you. <laughs> I mean, look, the good thing about it is you can bring him in on a free hit. If you've got a free hit, you can bring him in because the next week he's gone again. So you don't have to rage him out. He gets automatically raged out. So it's perfect, right? Uh, (laughs) Oh, my, oh, my, oh, my. So there we go. Anyway, let's see how that goes. It could work, Gabe. It could work. I think I think your uh, your your models suggest that it could work. 
Just one time, well, just this one time. I mean, you know me with models this week. Everything I've seen on the models, I don't agree with. Yeah, caveat. That's why General Zod's comment is so good, because it, he's like, Dina's a great pick, but it's a shit pick. So, so it comes with a caveat. So it's fitting with the theme of our show today. Yeah. Well, we're getting some things right on that, that hole. We are getting some things right. One thing we are getting right is... The captaincy picks. We're back up over 80%. Cancelo. There you go. Guess who owns Cancelo? Guess who Captain Salah? Me. <laughs> I really should listen to this captaincy metric more I, often. I, wasn't De Bru- Oh, no. Cancelo. De Bruyne was a week before. That's right. Yeah. Cancelo yeah. was the pick last week. So, yeah. Um <laughs> Anyway, look, it is what it is. We can't do much about it now. We've still got another game to go. Um, City's defence is in a bit of a mess. I think that, that, in a sense, that cements his position in the team, out of the Champions League as well. I think he's as nailed as nailed can get, probably. A la Madrid. And a great, it was a great pick. And yeah, so we're up to 81%. So we are over that magic, and we need one more return to guarantee an 80% return for the season. Mm-hmm. One more. Who's it going to be this week? Who is the metric going for? Let's have a look. And I'm going to tell you now, it is mm. not Rich Allison. Ready? There we go. King is back. It is Mo Salah. The matchup is just good enough to hold off Sun, who is in second. The metric Mm. likes single game weakers. It doesn't like double game weakers. And I think if you go back to what we saw earlier, you can see why. Because none of those matchups were particularly favourable, were they? Right. That's what it's going for. So the metric's looking at... It's looking at Salah. It likes Sun over Kane. Okay. So I think Salah, Sun, Kane. One, two, three. Why? Well, first things first. Um, whilst Sun and Kane have more hauls, Salah, with respect to potential with respect to predicted goals, has eighty-three percent. Or eight eight point eight three actually, point eight three goals in the match, right? And forty-four assists, and a bit, of, and a bit more clean sheet as well. So that all just adds up to just push Salah just slightly above Son, hmm. uh, who is sixty-one for a goal, forty-one for assist, forty-one for a clean sheet, and of course Kane's eighty percent for a goal, twenty-four, but no clean sheet requirements. And remember, with a captaincy, it does take into account that clean sheet possibility. So if there is a possibility, possibility of clean sheet, it has to count in this metric, doesn't it? Um, let's look at the others, though, Gabe. And I'm just hunting down for the comments, right? Punt on Mane. I would be careful with that because there's the FA, there's the FA Cup final. Is he due a rest? I don't know. Um, the first double game weaker down there is Watkins. And Watkins has already starred in our metric in recent weeks, admitting there's a vice-captain. 
but he has 0.72 this is from hub by the way 0.72 expected goals 0.64 expected assists they are solid numbers very solid numbers so that's the first one but he's got a knock then we've got players like de bruyne yotta you've got to go quite a way down to find rich allison a long way down interestingly gabe and this is what i this is what jumps out at me and i don't know if it's changed i don't know if anybody could check but the last i looked when i did this rich allison's goal and assist this is on hub is only 0.62 and 0.31 even they don't like him Hmm. Do you see what I mean? The fixture difficulty doesn't like him. The, you know, the, the, it's it's got a solid chance of a return. Don't get me wrong, but he's not as high as some of the other single game weakers. I, th- I think for me, that's the problem with Richarlison is is that the, uh, it's you know we always say it's it's net that haul, not net that return, and I think <laughs> Richarlison has return written all over him. And but th- is he going to haul really? Yeah, I, I, I mean, it. look, I mean, Andy's here. Hi, Andy. Uh, you know, he's saying Rich Allison is so easy. Hmm. It, do you know what? If we change that, if we change the fixed difficulty to 120, he would be right up there. If we changed it to neutral, he would be around Watkins. He's still not in our. He's not in our thoughts. I'm not saying he won't return. I'm a bio, and I may still bring him in, but I don't know whether I'd captain him. I think the captaincy is more of a doubt. The only way I would captain him is if the expected captaincy is you know is so high. I may have to do that to to protect rank if in case he does go off. In my position, which is aiming shooting for a top. 50 finish i think now realistically mm-hmm. is what i'm doing so interesting to see what comments have we got gabe who's saying what in there so rich allison's so low yeah he is <laughs> we have member fpl robbie saying rich allison is low and you know he is the talk of the town right now certainly in the fpl community on twitter and and people rate him highly they love that double they're enamored with it yeah and and there we go. This is a great point. And that's the problem with a free hit. So many chances for your original team can outscore your free hit team. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of that, isn't it? You know, and it's it's going to be one of those. It's going to be an interesting week. I I'm going to put it out there. I'm not too. I'm 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 not too confident on these double game weekers this week. I think yes, there is there are caveats where you can. You can look at them. I think Villa are probably the best bet, if you ask me. Mm. I think Rich Allison, I think, yes, by all means, two home games. Goodison Park, rocking. There's a lot to, to say. As much as I opposed him last week, I don't think I can oppose him. I don't think I can oppose him this week with any comfort. So it may be that I will be forced to bring Rich Allison in just to just to protect and things. Will will you follow the metric? Will you captain Salah? It depends. Very much depends on what happens at the weekend, I think. Hmm. 120 minutes, maybe not. Extra time. No, Andrew won't be able to make a decision. Well, yes, I will. Because it's Sunday. Because the deadline's Sunday, isn't it? Right. 
Saturday so we've for, got, for some, we've got for the some. ability to be able to look at that thinking about it. Hmm. So um, yeah, I think I'll look at that. I am very keen on Sun. I think if I was going to captain it at this moment in time, I think Sun would be my captain. At this moment uh, in time, I agree with you. I think I yeah. think I'll probably bring Sun in and captain him as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got uh, Blue Janube guys captaining Sun. Um, well, Rich Allison up against the Pontus Janssen Wall. Blue okay. Knicks loves Kane this week. Hmm. What I like about Sun is the look at the Hall percentage at thirty three percent, and then also the return percentage at fifty eight percent. Both of those are better than Salah. Yeah, and let's see. I'm just what's dragging him down? I wonder. Dragging Sun down that probably the probably yep. the goal. Yep. Because remember, you get that extra point for the goal, right? And it's quite it, it's it's set up. This is set up now in a it, it it weights the goals, assists, and clean sheets by position. Well, they're both midfielders, so yeah. But the goal, it's, so but it's less. So he's just got a lower. He's just got a lower rank, right? It's just got slightly, slightly lower. He's twenty lower, isn't he? And he's yeah. slightly lower on clean sheet, but slightly higher on fixed difficulty. Fixed difficulty accounts for around fifty percent of the overall number. Hmm. And it's better. So he's got Sun has yeah, a higher hall percentage, higher return percentage, borderline. and it's better FDR. Borderline. Yeah. So I, I, it's the goal. It's the goal. It's it's the predicted. I think. Looks to be that, and 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 that predicted goal comes from hub, hub, right? Yeah. So again, to add context to these, I don't know that that's using somebody else's prediction. Um, yeah, but we have to try and drag something. I mean, you know, I've I've used sure. things like I've used things like um, uh, what's it, Draft Hound before now, mm -hmm. but you know, I'm. I shouldn't really have said the name, quite frankly. I should have said, yeah, a prediction site. But anyway, there we go. Um, but yeah, I've used them before now. I just think it, it just adds context to it. The other thing what it does is Hub predicts minutes as well, because partly it's to do with minutes. Mm -hmm. So that's actually quite useful to because they've took the rotate. The rotation isn't in this now. The rotation's out. Mm -hmm. So it's doing it the other way around. So for that reason, it, it just gives us a bit more context and maybe one or two less moving parts, you know. So I think you have to look at it from the expected minutes. But, but saying that, I don't always agree with the expected minutes either. Yeah, I mean, if, if Kane has, <laughs> a, has the, the goals at 80, right, at 0.8, yeah. I, I, would, I would say Son then kind of deserves a, a similar rating there from, from Hub. Um, and if Son gets that rating, then Son goes top of the metric. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just it's just to, to add context, I, well, and I've you make your own mind up, and you yeah. you make your own mind up. I mean, look, what we might do in future for next season is we might go into a ranking sort of thing where we put all the numbers in, and then rank them who comes first, second, third, fourth for all the different ranks, mm -hmm. and maybe do it that way rather mm -hmm. than doing it in a you know which then and then we have to decide which one's the most important or whether we just all give them equal ranks. Right. and see if that works that's maybe a way that i'm thinking about for next season uh i've obviously mentioned to the members in the in the chat on the youtube channel if you've got any ideas of how we can improve it then you know by all means do let us do let us know uh because you know we are obviously keen to try and improve it as far as we can right one hour 20 gabe let's get some questions and then let's uh 
try and get out of here in a relatively reasonable sort of time. Sure thing. So, okay, so we start with Kevin then. So Kevin Rose, FPL Saffa member of Net That Hall, would be great to get your thoughts on Coutinho to Zaha and Watkins to DCL for a minus four or just do one of the moves for free. Wow. I, I think what we've actually said so far is probably don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if if here's here's the thing, oh. if you think if you think Coutinho might yeah. only get one one game, yes, I I think Zaha's... I'd probably do Coutinho to Saha and yeah. just hope Watkins is fit and don't do the DCL yeah. move. And don't but you did caveat the fact that if Watkins isn't fit, then Coutinho could play up top, or could it be Danny Ings? Yeah, and that's that's an uncertainty. Or he might just play one match. But he, he could play up top and he has a high ceiling, or he plays one match and he has a very low floor. And do you want to get into that, that kind of variance? I mean, Palace matchups are not particularly good, but Zaha yeah. is involved in more often in, in anything more often than not, isn't he? Yeah. And he's a decent hold for thirty-eight, so because he's playing Manchester yes. United, <laughs> <laughs> his former club. He's could be four nil again, couldn't it? That could be four nil. <laughs> anyway, there we go. There we go. Right. Okay. Are you going to go down the questions? Can uh, you see them? Yeah. Sure. I'm just. I'm went from the top. I'm moving down here. If you want to go from the bottom and go up, um, right. we've go top down. Go top down if you want. Top down. Okay. Um, and just while I'm doing this, if you are still in the chat, we have 24 people in there. Please remember to like, subscribe, share with your friends, share with your family, show us some love, and get your questions in there. Um, yeah. So we Thank we can you. get to them here. Getting down there. Lots of. <laughs> you know, you know what's happening. Like chit chat. That's great. Well, that's <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Somebody asks a question, and then our, our haulers are so helpful that everyone's jumping in and, and giving their thoughts and stuff. So, um, here's Bluenix underscore FPL writes in. He says, "Current thought on Salah is who is providing for Salah? Diaz, Mane, Jota, Thiago. As good as Liverpool are, he seems to have uh, uh, to make his own choices." I, I think Salah, he doesn't, he kind of like makes things on his own. It's like a long diagonal ball to Salah and then, and then he goes and tries to do something. Um, yeah, there's a question here, but it's not so much a question. Was it already mentioned about, from FPL Robbie, was it already mentioned about Ings of, uh, of Watkins, if Watkins is iffy, I think. Um, we did mention it, but we also mentioned the fact that Coutinho could play up there as well. So... Yeah. Um, but I quite like that Ings. I quite like that Ings shout for a for a free hit because he looks like when he he's quite impactful at this moment in time, isn't he? He seems to be even if he comes off the bench, he's he's getting involved very quickly. Mm-hmm. He is. So, he's. I, I, I do see him as. I think he's a little rusty in front of goal. I don't think he looks entirely confident when it's a you know it comes to the final product there. But he is he, he has been involved in all of those situations um, more frequently than he had in, earlier in the season. Uh, FPLA plus who was the first double game week player listed on the metric? It was Watkins. Um, okay, just keep going down. Any more questions, guys? Let's see. What is this one? Uh, this one. How do I <laughs> <laughs> an incredible double game week 36? How do I stop being smug? This is from Joe Brackett. Right. Joe, 
the way you stop being smug is next week when you have some pain. This week, <laughs> enjoy it. That's right. <laughs> You've got to enjoy it, right? Yeah. Haven't you? If you don't, and if you can't be smug now, when can you be? If you're having a great game week, you know. There we go. There we go. Uh, oh, hope Brad everyone's Curry's in the house. Fine. There's no more questions. Have we answered everything? We've answered we everything have? that they've given us. But I uh, just want to say hi to Brad Curry. Uh, obviously, one in the top five there in the mini league, having a having himself a week. We can take a couple he, he, more. Here we go. Here comes yeah. the questions now. We can take yeah. a few more now. We've got FPL Dallas. This is one for you, Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I mean, so I, I'll, I'll, I'm probably doing KDB to Sun, but but for free. Worth a hit? Probably not. Yeah, that's, that's tough, a tough man. hit to take. And yet again, knowing my track record with Spurs, it probably is worth a hit. So, I, I think no the issue is with it is that, you know, I, I do think that Spurs are probably the standout team for the last two game weeks. And I'm prepared to go all in on them, being quite frank. Mm. I've already got two. I'm in a good position to be able to bring in a third, but that probably means wiping out either Mares, who, you know, let's face it, I'll make that decision after what happens this week uh, because they've got West Ham, which isn't particularly easy, right? It's not the hardest of games, but it's not particularly easy either. Uh, or Reese James. And we all know what will happen if I took Reese James out, don't you? He'll play wing back. <laughs> <laughs> Go on and do it already, Mariner. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I'm, I, I personally have a lot to go, uh, a lot to say about Spurs. I'm very, very hot on them at the moment. I know you're not. Not quite, anyway. No, I mean, I, I, I think no. I have to, I have to learn the lesson, especially with the fixtures they have. You know, I'm, I'm going, I'm going KDB to Sun. I could go someone else, maybe to Kulusevski. I'm not sure if I can afford one of my cheap guys to Kulusevski. That'll probably be for 38, if anything. Um, yeah, I, you can't ignore it. You can't ignore Spurs like, like I have. No. Anyway, Andy, it's Andy Martin. My brother-in-law now watches this. Hello, brother-in-law. Yeah. Um, Question, I feel it's close between punting on a Villa defender, midfielder or forward. Would you expect one clean sheet from Villa? Yes. Yes. One. I think I would. Yes. Yeah. I think I would. Um, as I say, I think there's some decent there's some decent options there. We already mentioned that there's there's Dean. <laughs> Although if you if you you know, if you want to he's Gabe's probably put the <laughs> Cast the spell on him now. The ruby spell is on Luke Dean. So maybe you want to go for my cash. It's the, it's the, it's, it's the roomy curse of the week. Yeah. The curse of the week. The That's curse right. of the week. That's right. That's right. Um, here's one. Interesting. Chelsea with something to play for at home to an on-the-beach Leicester would normally be a prime fixture. Anything for free hit 37. Lukaku resurrection. Hmm. Interesting Lukaku actually because it is I tell you what, the moment he scored, it was like someone just flicked a switch. Yeah. He went from someone who couldn't hit a barn door from a yard to someone who looked like the, the Lukaku we we know is there somewhere mm -hmm. inside him. Right? And I think we need to watch what's happening. My personal view on Lukaku, and I mean obviously I can't get to him anyway, but my personal view is we have to watch this. What's he, what happens tomorrow? 
Does he get another? Does he get another goal tomorrow? Does he play on Saturday? If he gets another goal, and maybe just gets a few minutes on Saturday, I think I'd go. I think I might punt on him. Mm-hmm. I think I might punt on him. On freehead, I love the I love the shout on freehead. I think. Um... And 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 I I think I think Tuchel has has to play him. You have to start getting the team set up for next season. Uh, there is they do have something to play for. Leicester is a, a defense that can be taken advantage of, and I think it it would be good for Lukaku's confidence if he can get that the type of service he got in the other game. That pass from uh, Pulisic was was fantastic, perfectly weighted. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Um, oh, now we're here. We go. Here's the okay. here's, here's the questions. Cannon fodder. <laughs> Should I sell Salah for Sun or De Bruyne? Zod. I'm looking at Salah to Sun for a Spurs triple up. I think they'll decimate Burnley. You know. Any more Salah questions? No, there aren't. Only two there. Right. Do we sell Salah for Sun or De Bruyne? No. <laughs> do, do not sell the player chasing the golden boot with Son on his heels. Get both of those players. You need Son. You need Salah. They're both chasing the golden boot, and they're, they're going to want that. They're going to be hungry. For Find it. a way if yep. you can. I mean, I, I thankfully I own them both. Um, both are super. I wouldn't take either of them out. I mean, look again. I think what you've got to do is think about where you are. What is what is your situation right now? Where are you in the mini leagues? Who owns who in the mini leagues? What moves do you think people are going to make in the mini leagues even right now? Right? Because we're getting to the end game. We're getting to the point where we need to look at what we need to do to try and climb the ranks or win a mini league, secure a mini league, perhaps save your, save your, save your number one rank in the country, Lewis. I'm only four points clear in Singapore right now. You know, we've got to try and find a way to either protect or try to gain. But I, I think... Sometimes the risk is by forcing it, and I've done it before, and I said last week, if anyone listened to last week's show, when I said I forced Werner in for Ronaldo, that was a huge mistake. A huge mistake. So I think I, I would consider Salah to Son a forced move. Yeah, I agree. Um, there's, there's another question here. I think we missed it. It's a little bit higher up from Bradley oh, Curry. What do we reckon Richarlison's EO will be in 37 yeah, in the top 10K, it was 38% this, this past game week in 36. I'd expect it to be over 50% in the top 10K in 37 with that double. Well, people bring him in. People might still be bringing him in as well, and people be free eating him in as well. So yep. some people will be taking, bringing him in naturally. Some people will be, I mean, I'm, I might bring him in even for just one game week, perhaps play him against Arsenal as well if I need to, mm-hmm. or I could take him out for Tony. Um, so people may bring him in. People may free eat him in. I I would think it's maybe going to be a bit higher than that. Hmm. I think it's a bit higher. I think it, that's why I'm concerned. I can see it being 70. Hmm. Wow, you think it'll almost double? 60 to 70? Hmm. I don't think it'd be much higher than that because I think there's so many other good options. Salah, Sun, you know, yeah. plays like the casuals will go a certain way. But obviously at the at the... The higher at the higher ranks, he's already quite had. I don't know what Rich Allison's already owned at, in the top hundred, for example. I've I've not checked that yet. That's sort of stuff I've got to do. I tell you what, I'm going to do. I'm going to look at 
sites like FPL optimized and I'm going to see what, what protects me the most. Hmm. What gives me some upside, but what protects me too. And I think that's what I'm going to play. That's how I'm going to play for the rest of the season. All right. Uh, any other questions? Here we go. So we've got another cannon fodder. Cannon fodder again. What a great name. I love it. So, um, cricketer. Poor, a poor cricketer. Someone who bats number 11. Cannon fodder. <laughs> you don't know cricket. It's a strange nope. game. Yeah. It, it, it looks very strange. Can't explain it to you. You've got a hat on. Cannon Fodder says, does it make sense to get rid of Coutinho, Mount or Saka for Zaha? Ooh. Mount. Do you think? I think if I had Mount now, I think mm, I might hold yeah, him. Yeah, no, you might. Yeah, you want to hold him. Would I hold Saka? I think, I, I think look, if, if I was going anywhere, given what, this is what you've said today, on basis of what you've said today about the possibility that Buendia will play one of the two games, I think I'd get rid of Coutinho. But yeah. that's a very... I think I'd hold Saka. Yes. I think I'd hold Saka. But you could bench Saka this week. It's a genuine thought against Newcastle. But they've got Everton last game of the season. Arsenal have still got something to play for. Everton are crap away from home. They've still got something to play for. That could be four all. That last mm-hmm. game of the season. Honest, <laughs> it could be mental. Um, there could be loads of goals in that game, genuinely loads. Um, I think I'd probably sell Coutinho because he's going the week after next anyway. You, you've got to, you, you've got two games. If your players won, do you want Coutinho for one game till the end of the season? Probably not. No. Probably not. Let's say. Oh, hang on, we've got another one. So we've got Nihal. We've got Nihal there. Oh, that's that is literally me in cricket. Ha ha, I'm useless. Is that why your name is there, mate? Yeah, that's a thing, <laughs> I used to open the batting just to let you know. There we go. Um, Nehal, uh, Nehal again. Thoughts on the free hit team? Picky, picky, ding, yes, picky, possessed picky, picky, roomy, picky, roomy, <laughs> cash, Trent, Salah, Son, Zaha, Gordon, Richie Kane, Watkins. Whoa. It's a great team. Love Whoa, it. Love it. Yeah, love it. I really like it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would. Yeah. Or option two is picky, roomy, as in Luca Dean. Just like Cancelo, Trent, Salah, Zaha, Sun, Gordon. The Cancelo one you could oppose against West Ham, maybe. Hmm. Could oppose. There's a distinct lack of city players in that, isn't there? In both options, right? Hmm. Interestingly enough, it says it says quite a bit there. That might be the way to go. I, I like the first one. What about you, Gabe? So, we're, I mean, the, the first one we're looking at. Um, let's see, we're looking at Cash versus Cancelo. Is that it? Is it? Is it just? Is that? Yeah, it looks like it. Looks like Cash or Cancelo. Cash or Cancelo. That's an interesting conversation right there. Yeah, two against one. Uh, two players against one player. Given that you already have Dean, I, I think it depends on what your situation is. If you are trying to protect rank, if you are highly highly ranked right now, Nehal, I might go Cancelo over Cash to, double, to have some up. city covered. He's doubling up on Villa defense there. He is, and and I think if if you're trying to if you're chasing rank and and you want to get into the top ten k or get into the hundred k or top thousand or something. They forgot Mane. I don't know which which side. Oh, Mane in the second in option two. 
Uh, mine is in there instead yeah. of. Oh, it's just with mine. Yeah, I mean that 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 does make it tougher. It's basically in option two. It's basically Kane versus Mane. Kane versus Mane. I mean, look, if you're chasing rank, uh, but don't the trouble is you've got to keep an eye on what's happening in the cup final, right? Yeah. Because Mane's played tonight. If he plays a lot, he might. Well, I mean Southampton, but he could rest. So I think I'd I'd, I'd sit on those options. I quite like I quite like the Mane shout. You know me, I love Mane at the end of the season. So Mane, Mane and Cancelo versus Kane and Cash. I think I, I, I think I like Man and Cancelo. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, have we got any more? Any more quick ones before we get out of here? Uh, so he says he's at he's at forty k. Right. Okay. Is not is, is a question is is a statement rather than a hmm. question. Leandro Trossard is going to outscore everyone for game week thirty seven and game week thirty eight. Do you know what he might just do that? All of a sudden, Brighton are scoring goals. They're finishing. I don't know what the hell's going on over there. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, he did. He he did sort of like make a fleeting appearance in my team this week. It was, it was hmm. like a little, just a little look as to what I might do with Mares. It's a little 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 prairie dog moment. Yeah, <laughs> popping I've, up I've to see a, what's going I've on. I've had a look. I've had a look. Um, Right, okay. Um, Wop. Wop. Wop asks. Kane. Uh, brackets Jota slash Diaz. Or KDB and, and Zaha. So hmm. Kane and Jota or Diaz. Or KDB and Zaha. Well, I think the minutes risk for Jota and Diaz. I, I, can you nail who's going to start out of those? No. No, that's that's the risk. We we don't know if you're on free hit or if this is a no. free transfer, um, and and also I'm assuming the WAP has Sun. If you have Sun, go Sun and Zaha, I guess. Yeah, KDB. If you're looking at just this option here, I would say wait until the cup final. Yeah. First things first. Wait till the cup final. See if any of these. See if one of them rested. First things first. And then look at it with that option of either Yotta or Diaz mm. against KDB Azaha is how I would probably suggest it at the moment. A little bit too much variance at the moment to be able to to, to be able to get to a to a conclusion, I think. Okay, Gabe, I think we'll call it a day. Right. Um so um what else is there to say? I mean, first <laughs> of all, thank you very much everybody for the conversations which have been great I, honestly it's amazing seeing all the chit chat with the in the in the in the chat as always some great comments as well um it's been an absolute pleasure to be on this is my last game week of the season i am not on next week so on from my point of view what i just want to say everybody is it's been an absolute pleasure um we are trying to decide whether we do anything for the week after game week 38 we may do a, a wrap-up show just before we go i think i'd like to but i think it depends whether we can nail everybody to be able to so i want to do it with all three mm -hmm, i don't want it definitely. to just uh, just just one or just just two of us so you know look <laughs> i'll i'll keep in touch with everybody on twitter or in the chat on uh, youtube this that and the other um but gabe over to you um what are you hoping for this weekend just 
some, you know, you know, some slap a bit of sun, sunscreen on, you know, bit of beach. Yeah, yeah but hopefully take desk, a nap. You know what I mean? Take a nap, um, look at things from a distance, and um, be thankful I'm alive. Yeah. Yeah, and if you just in, just in closing, there's a question here from Ante. You, what's your favorite FPL moment ever? There we go. What what would that be? Have you got one? Can you no. think what it is? I think I can think of yours. I can think of yours. Starting that with Net that Hall. Ah, oh, that's lovely. <laughs> I was going to say your Gundogan triple captain. Gundogan triple captain. Yeah, that 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 was probably it. Um, I I had a. I, the thing is that my memory is terrible. So <laughs> I don't remember like three weeks ago. I had I, I once like I once captained Sterling when he was like four percent owned and he rocked me up like close to ten K. Um that was the season I finished at fourteen or yeah, I think it was fourteen K. It was my best ever finish. But yeah, the good to one triple captain I think was a had had to be the moment because I had so many friends congratulating me on, on Twitter. Yeah, I was loved at that. It was yeah, nice to share that with I, yeah. I remember that. My best moment of the season was the double Son and Kulosevsky uh, returns this this mm-hmm. last week, I think. Or, right at the start of the season, Ben Rama and Antonio. That was fun. First game week this season was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's where I was. Yeah. All right, right. Uh, let us get the hell out of here. That's <laughs> uh, what I should have said. There we go. So let me go to the thing. Let's get the hell out of here. Um, Gabe, as always, a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, Haulers, thank you very much. Good luck for the rest of the season. Um, hit like, hit subscribe. Give us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple or wherever you are. Become a member. Um, keep in touch. And net that haul. See you on the beach. Anything else than that. All the best, guys. I'm just going to line up the exit, which I can't find. Here we go. All the best, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. See ya.